Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider examines the name of God that reveals His holiness. Over the last week, we've been listening to a fascinating series from Rabbi Schneider that features the covenant names of God. In doing so, we've been learning some valuable lessons about God's character, which are truly life-changing, because God's divine nature is revealed in His many names. And today, we'll look at another name that many of us have never heard. It's a Hebrew name, of course, and it shines a light on the holiness of God. So let's get started with today's message titled, Yahweh Machadesh, the God who sanctifies. Here is Rabbi Schneider. We're continuing on a series that I'm calling The Covenant Names of God. The reason this series is so special, beloved ones, is because in the Hebrew Bible, in what we call the Tanakh or the Old Testament, the Lord revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter three and in Exodus chapter six, his personal sacred name. He said to Moses, your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they knew me as El Shaddai, but by my name, and then the Lord spoke a breathy Yahweh, they did not know me. So we find God's personal covenant name, Yahweh, connected to what he does for his people in their salvation. And so throughout the Old Testament, we find Yahweh connecting his name to the functions of salvation that he performs in and for those of his elect. So we are now looking in the Hebrew Bible at the places that Yahweh connected his name to something that he does in relationship to his saving grace in the lives of his people. I encourage you, get this entire series. I'm not gonna go back and review any further today, I wanna simply pick up where we left off. We're looking now at the next Hebrew name of God, his name revealed as, listen, Yahweh Makadesh. Let's look together in the book of Leviticus, chapter number 20, verse number seven, where we find the Lord revealing himself by this covenant name, again, Yahweh Makadesh. Hear the word of God. You shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy for I am the Lord your God. So we see Father God reaching out to his people, saying to them, you're my people, you're my people. And because you're my people, I want you to live worthy of that by consecrating yourself to me and being holy. Now in the next verse, the Lord says, for I am Yahweh Makadesh, I am the Lord that sanctifies you. Let's listen now as I read verse number eight. You shall keep my statutes and practice then. I am Yahweh Makadesh, or in English, I am Yahweh who sanctifies you. Verse number seven. You shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy. Now, what I'm gonna be stressing, beloved one, in today's broadcast is God's part and your part and my part. The Lord says, verse number seven, you shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy. So here is our part. The Lord says, I am Yahweh Makadesh. But before he says that, before the Lord says, I am the Lord that sanctifies you, before that he states what we must do. He said to us, consecrate yourselves 
and be holy. So what does it mean to consecrate ourselves? What does it mean to be holy? We hear the word holy a lot, but some of us really, if we're honest with ourselves, we never really just stopped to try to figure out and consider and meditate on what does it really mean to be holy? So the first thing the Lord says, therefore, consecrate yourself. I'm gonna read it again. You shall consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. I am Yahweh your God. To consecrate ourselves means to give ourselves over to him. In other words, we consecrate ourselves to him by abstaining from things in the world that would take away from our separation unto him. You see, Paul speaks about this concept in the New Testament where he says that every soldier that's enlisted gives himself entirely to his assignment. In other words, a soldier that's enlisted in the army, oftentimes they have to leave home, right? They have to get in an airplane, fly over to wherever their assignment is. They're at the base. They're only allowed off the base at certain times. Their entire life is focused on their assignment because they're enlisted and they're carrying out their job assignment. And so the Lord is saying to us, I chose you to be a people for myself out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. Therefore, the Lord says, respond to my choice of you by consecrating yourself back to me. It's very important for you and I to understand that we did not choose God, but he chose us. Jesus specifically stated this in the Gospel of John. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and ordained you that you should bear fruit. So the Lord is saying, consecrate yourself to me. Give yourself over to me. Get out of your heart the things of the world. Stop pursuing the things of the world. Stop having fellowship in deep intimacy with people that don't know me and consecrate yourself to me. And he said, and be holy. The word holy derives its meaning from a concept of separateness. In fact, above all else, consider this, above all else, Yahweh, God, is holy. In fact, there's only two times in the entire Bible, both Old and New Testaments, only two times in the entire Word of God where we find a threefold repetition of any of God's attributes. We oftentimes see a twofold repetition of God's attributes, but only two times in the entire scriptures do we find a threefold repetition of God's attribute. And only, it's only in connection with one of his attributes. It's in connection with holy. When Isaiah sees the Lord, Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah falls on his face and he sees beings in heaven around the throne of God. And Isaiah says, and I saw these beings and they didn't stop crying out day and night saying, listen, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Only one other time in the Bible do we see this threefold repetition. It's in the book of Revelation where John is called up to heaven to see the Lord on his throne. And what does John see when he sees the Lord on his throne in the book of Revelation that he records for us in the word of God? He sees the same thing, beloved one, that Isaiah saw. He sees these beings around the throne of God that don't cease crying out day and night, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The point that I'm making, beloved one, is that above all else, God is holy. To be holy means to be utterly unique, 
completely separate, completely set apart. And so what does it mean when we say that God is completely unique? Well, listen, God alone is the one who's always been. Everything else has a cause. Everything else has been created. But God has no beginning. He has no end. He's not created, but he's always been. He is the creator. He is utterly unique and utterly separate. And so the Lord is telling us, because I'm separate and utterly unique, I want you as my people to be completely set apart, a unique people on the earth unto me. And as you and I receive this call, beloved ones, as we in our lives make those choices to obey God, to deny the flesh, to be separate unto God, what happens is God is performing as we're choosing him a supernatural, sanctifying work within our hearts, making us holy and sanctifying us unto him. But notice once again, there's a partnership in this. Jesus says, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If any man opens the door and lets me in, I'll come in and dine with him and he with me. God wants to do his part, but you and I have to choose to open our hearts, to say yes to him, to pick up our cross, deny ourselves and obey him in order for the grace of God to be completely and utterly effective in our lives. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi Schneider will be right back. But first, I want to thank everyone who just took part in the Taking the Rainbow Back Collective Action Weekend. Your prayers, your actions, and your willingness to speak out and share the truth of God with our society is making a difference. And we want to share in your successes. If you have a testimony, video, or photo from the weekend, make sure to share it with us at takingtherainbowback.com. At the core of everything we do at Discovering the Jewish Jesus is our commitment to declare the whole counsel of God's Word from start to finish. In fact, Rabbi's unique way of connecting the Old and the New Testaments has helped people all over the world to understand the Bible with fresh eyes. To join us in this work of God, give a donation online today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now here is Rabbi Schneider. So many of us are passive. We're just waiting for God to do everything. We don't understand that Jesus said, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and you shall receive. The scriptures tell us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Jesus said, if you love me and keep my word, I'll reveal myself to you and my father and I will come and make our home with you. He's waiting for us to seek him. He's waiting for us to make decisions to love him. God never asked us to feel something, but rather he asked us to will something, to do something. In this age, what does that look like? How do we, for example, consecrate ourselves to be holy? Well, I think that one of the primary things that we're dealing with, practically speaking, is what media are we letting into our life? What music are we listening to? I mean, there are some songs that you may hear on the radio or on the internet or whatever, and you really love the sound of the music, but the words to the music are defiling. 
The worse the music exalt things that we know are an offense to God. And so to consecrate ourselves unto the Lord is to deny ourselves to listen to those things, even though listening to them makes us feel pleasure because we like and enjoy the sound of it. Because we're consecrating ourselves unto God, we're denying that pleasure, saying no, because the Bible tells us to deny worldly lust. We say no to those things. Why? Because we're making a conscious decision by an act of the will to choose God and to consecrate ourselves to him. The same thing is true, beloved, as we're speaking of media on television. There are certain shows that might be entertaining that you might like to watch, you enjoy watching them, but you know that the spirit of the show, they're portraying scenes and scenery that is the type of activity that the world is gonna be judged for. So how can we take pleasure in unrighteousness and say we love God at the same time? So what do we do? We say, Lord, even though I would in the flesh enjoy watching that, I wanna be holy unto you. I wanna consecrate myself to you by leading a life that's separate from the world, that's holy unto you. I wanna be a sweet and fragrant aroma to you. And so what do you do? You deny it and choose not to watch it. You see, this is what Jesus said. He said, unless a man picks up his cross and denies himself to follow me, he cannot be my disciple. So what does it mean for you, beloved one, to pick up your cross? Well, let's go back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is praying, he's sweating drops of blood, he's in such agony, he knows what he's about to face, the pain that he's about to suffer, and what does he say? He says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he says, listen, church, but not my will, but thy will be done. That's what it means in essence to pick up the cross, to choose God's will over our own will. Listen again, Jesus said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. In the flesh, he didn't want to go through it. But then he said, but not my will, but thy will be done. Church, that's what it means to pick up the cross to say not my will, but Father, thy will be done. That's what it means to consecrate oneself. Again, Jesus said, he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. What does it mean to lose our life? It means to deny ourselves the lust of the flesh and being involved in things that are defiling, that, that, that are an approach to God, okay? An offense to God. Now let's continue with the next verse, verse eight. This is where the Lord actually connects his name, Yahweh, to that which he does in the lives of his people as we cooperate with them, Yahweh Makadesh. That's the covenant name that we're studying today. Because of his saving relationship with you, he will sanctify you as you have a big yes in your heart towards him and yield to him and seek to overcome and obey. Listen to verse eight. Hear the word of God. You shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am Yahweh Makadesh. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And so it's an awesome thing to recognize that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. Literally, he is transforming you. Father is washing us and cleansing us as we're yielding to him, as we're consecrating ourselves over to him. There's a supernatural activity that's taking place in our life. This isn't about keeping the law. This is about yielding to the Holy Spirit. And as we open our heart and give ourselves to Father by yielding to His Spirit, by saying yes to Him, the Holy Spirit then works in our life, listen now, 
to wash us and cleanse us and transform us into the very likeness of Jesus the Messiah himself. God is at work in your life. Yahweh Makadesh is at work in your life. He is changing you. He is transforming you. He is supernaturally changing you. The Bible says it's like the sun that's rising. It keeps on getting brighter and brighter and brighter. We are being changed, beloved, to look more and more like Jesus, but it's not happening apart from our cooperation. It's not happening while we are just passive, waiting for God to do everything, but it happens, beloved, as we say yes to him and as we seek to follow him. You see, as I close today, I wanna just simply say this, that miracles and, and transformation, the process of sanctification, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit that changes us and transforms us into the likeness of Jesus, this doesn't just fall on people. It happens, beloved, because we're seeking after God because we're cooperating with them. Some of you need to become more active in your faith. Some of us have just been waiting for a miracle to happen. We're just waiting for God to do something. Listen, miracles happen and God wants to do something, but you know what? He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You and I must be engaged. God said, consecrate yourself and be holy, for I am Yahweh Makadesh. In other words, as you do this, I am gonna supernaturally empower you and change you. You're gonna be brought into greater freedom. You'll look more and more like Jesus. The power of my glory and the countenance of my face will shine more and more through your life. People around you will actually see the anointing, the Lord says, of my son on you. They'll see the glory, they'll see the joy. God says to his church today, he says to you, I love you. Draw closer to me. Seek me more earnestly. And as you do, listen, I'm gonna show you my face. I'm gonna pour forth my joy on you. And as you separate yourself from the world unto me, all those that are around you will actually visibly see my anointing on you. I am Yahweh Makadesh. I am the Lord, your sanctifier, and I love you. You're listening to the authentic, straightforward, and compassionate Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. If you've missed any of the messages in the Covenants of Scripture series, you can catch up online. Just visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you can subscribe to our audio podcast on YouTube. And well, we've been learning a lot about God's character this week. And today's lesson, it was tough, but oh, it was so good. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to pick up your cross and follow Jesus like he commanded and to keep your heart open to the needs of the people around us. And I know that when we choose to follow in God's ways, his spirit will work to transform you from the inside out. And being more like Jesus is the best thing we could ever really ask for. And if you would like to prayerfully or financially support this ministry, we'd love to hear from you. And to tell us a little bit more about why supporting Discovering the Jewish Jesus is so important, here's Rabbi once again. 
In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, we read this. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. You see, beloved, we receive from that which is on a person when we honor who that person is. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. This is true of the Jewish people as well. The Lord said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless thee. Beloved, I believe there's a supernatural call upon my life and upon this ministry. And by you sowing financially into this ministry, I truly believe that you're gonna receive so much more from it. Your financial contribution to this ministry will bring you into a relationship with the anointing that's on this ministry. And beloved, you're gonna be blessed. I wanna ask you, make a financial contribution today. I'm very confident it will come back to you pressed down and good measure. If God is leading you to give a gift of support today, let me explain how you can get in touch. First, you can go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or send your financial donation in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And you can also call us at 800-777-7835. And you know, Rabbi's unique insights of the Old and New Testaments, they bring us clarity to God's Word and an understanding to our studies that ultimately points us to the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus the Messiah. And I'm so thankful that God loves us enough to set us apart as His special treasure and His delight. As the Apostle Paul reminds us, we are ambassadors for Christ. And as such, last weekend we went out into our parks and our neighborhoods, shopping centers, and we took a stand for righteousness. And we can't thank you enough for your generous support. If you stood in unity with us, we would love to hear from you. Send your cards or letter of encouragement or submit your videos, photos, and stories to us online at takingtherainbowback.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Have a wonderful weekend. And now here is Rabbi Schneider to wrap up today's message with a special blessing. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter six is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom.
let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider points us to the God who is peace. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.